0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, about 13 minutes long each day. But even that short period of time is vital to us because it helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It keeps us focused on our relationship with God and thinking about our soul salvation our spiritual lives, and our spiritual well-being. You know people in your life who need to turn their thinking around, don't you? Help them by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook, friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Help them get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them what a great blessing that would be for them, but it would also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study, and we're talking about the devil in this line of thought and study. Is he real? No question about that. All we ought to have to do is just look all around us and see his work that is so prolific. The wickedness of humanity has become so great has become so pronounced and widespread, we might think about how it was when God looked upon humanity in Genesis chapter 6, and the text says that in verse 5, that the thoughts and intents of mankind was only evil continually. Oh, gracious. We seem to be going in that very direction as the human race right now. And we can see it in our country, in our culture becoming more and more pronounced and prevalent. We need to draw a line. We need to take a stand. The devil is real. He's mentioned by the name Satan 55 times in Scripture. He's, na- he's mentioned by the identity the devil 59 times in Scripture. Jesus, during his ministry upon this earth, spreading the gospel message of salvation, referred to the devil specifically several times, numerous times, as we have laid out for us in the gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Well, we've talked about the nature of Satan, the devil, what he is like. We noted that he is a slanderer, we noted that he is a counterfeiter, in other words, making himself appear to be something he is not, but not just himself, but making sin appear to be righteous, and righteousness appear to be unrighteous, ungodly, mean spirited. He is a liar. In fact, Jesus identifies him as the father of lies. He is the ruler of this world in that there are more people who are following his temptations into sin. Than are staying truly faithful and committed to God on a consistent basis. He is our adversary, that is our enemy. He stands against us. Peter says, like a roaring lion, he is walking about seeking whom he may devour. And the very words, the very words used to describe him and identify him in Revelation chapter nine and verse eleven, In the Hebrew, Abaddon means destruction. And in the Greek, Apollyon means destroyer. And that is exactly who the devil is. He wants to destroy our souls in the condemnation of hell for all of eternity. Well, last time we started to look at how does the devil do his work? We noted that he deceives. He deceived Eve in the garden planted doubt in her mind. He also insinuates doubt by doing that. And he tries again to make himself come across as looking like he's good and that the sins that he's trying to lure us into are things that are going to be good for us, bring us pleasure. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses Uh, chapter 11, rather, verse 3 and verses 13 and 14. He snatches away God's word in that, and remember the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13, how he sowed some seed that fell by the wayside, and that was a path that would be walked upon by the farmers or the planters between fields, and that pathway would become beaten down, and so as the sower went out to sow and scattered the seed, some of the seed would fall by the wayside. Well, it would just sit on the top of that, that part of the ground because it was hard and beaten down, and the birds would come quickly, and they'd snatch that seed up. Well, someone tries to teach somebody about God, about Christianity, about their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, about forgiveness and salvation, through faithfulness and obedience to God and Christ. And so the, the, the thoughts are planted there in the person's mind, but then as soon as they walk away, as soon as the conversation for the moment is over, the devil starts to plant temptations in their mind, doubts, fears. He tries to point them in a direction of sinfulness, and so he snatches the word out. He tries to cloud their thinking and get that out of their head. He traps. The Apostle Paul talks about how the devil lays snares for people. We're all vulnerable to particular temptations. Now, they're different for you than they are for me. They're different for me than they are for the next person. But all of us have particular weaknesses and susceptibilities to sin, to temptation. The devil knows each one which one really affects us the most. And so he'll lay snares out there, traps for us. And if we're not careful, we'll fall into those and thereby fall into the sin. He wants to control the mind. Think about all the media that he uses to get people thinking in an ungodly direction, in a sinful, immoral direction. Books, magazines, radio, television, the internet, and conversation from some people who are living in sinful lifestyles, and they will try to influence somebody they know, somebody they might call a friend, quote-unquote, but are they really a friend, to take part with them in whatever sinful practice they're involved in. The devil attacks bodies and destroys possessions. You say, what? What, what, what are you talking about? Remember Job? Remember that, that God gave the devil the latitude to be able to bring sores upon Job's body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, and in that way try to torment him and weaken him spiritually to turn away from God, to curse God? The devil is powerful. He's not as powerful as God. God is all-powerful, but the devil does have power. Paul called his thorn in the flesh a messenger of Satan to buffet me, 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 7. And whatever that thorn in the flesh was, that physical that physical impediment. Maybe it was a recurring illness. Maybe it was an infection that kept raising its its, its difficult head. Maybe it was a physical uh, problem through injury or something, something where he had trouble seeing or maybe not hearing well, or maybe he had a limp. Or it, we don't know. It's all speculation, but it was something physical. Paul said he prayed three times for that to be removed and the Lord said, no, I'm not going to do that. My strength is made perfect in weakness. He told Paul, I can use you in that condition to do good things, to serve me and to reach people with the gospel. And Paul got the message. He said, I will rejoice in my infirmities because when I'm weak, I'm made strong through Christ. And he said in Philippians 4 and verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But the devil wants to hinder our spiritual work. He wants to hinder it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 18, the apostle Paul wrote this. Notice, therefore, we wanted to come to you. Now, this was Paul on one of his missionary journeys saying, he's referring back to that time, he says, we wanted to come to you. Even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. Satan was hindered. Well, people get hindered from doing some of the good works that they want to do in serving God because Satan puts roadblocks in the way. Roadblocks. He seeks to make us proud with an ungodly pride. And the Apostle Paul actually refers to that in 1 Timothy 3, verses 6 and 7, when he's talking about the qualities that ought to be inherent within a man who is going to be appointed as an elder in the Lord's church. He says that such a man needs to not be a novice, that is a brand new Christian, a brand new believer, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnations as the devil. You see, there there's a pride, pride that is, I believe we can say, a good pride, a godly pride. We need to take pride in, in our appearance and our conduct, in our work, at our job. But there's an ungodly pride where we want to draw attention to ourselves and get glory for ourselves. Well, the devil's skillful at tempting us along those lines. He's also a persecutor. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, Jesus, the very last part of that verse, said, Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. But before he gives that assurance at the end of verse 10, he warns that particular congregation, the congregation in Smyrna, that they're going to suffer some persecutions. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, he says, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation for 10 days. They're going to have some problems come up. The devil will try to work us over. Remember that Jesus told, told Peter, Satan has asked for you that he might sift you like wheat. Well, we could probably think of some other ways the devil does his work. We could probably relate to some things in our own lives where we can say, yeah, I can see now the devil was behind that. He was trying to pull me down. He was trying to pull me into sin how do we overcome the devil? How do we beat the devil? James wrote this in James chapter 4. We look at verses 7 and 8. And this is a rule of thumb that we all ought to hold in the forefront of our mind and pay close attention to. Therefore, submit to God, James says. That means I need to submit my will to God's will. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. How do I draw near to God? I need to be faithful to God. How do I grow in my faith so that I can be faithful in my daily life before him? Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We say that over and over and over again. And that, to a large extent, is the purpose of these today's Bible studies, these today's Bible class Bible studies. We want to help you grow in your faith. As I walk with God faithfully, consistently, the devil has no room in my life. But if I compromise that I'm letting the devil in, I can resist the devil by walking with God. I can walk with God effectively by knowing God's word and living by that as my standard and my guidebook on a daily basis. My faith will stay strong, and I can resist the devil thereby. Well, we want to help you. If you'll contact us, we'll send you a free Bible study that will help you learn how to come to God through Jesus Christ. And we have many more studies that can follow that. They're all free. All you have to do is ask. And you can learn how to live that faithful, godly life, learning his word to help you grow in your faith. You can contact us at our website, churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, by clicking on the email link. Or you can call us at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help you beat the devil, your deadliest enemy. Let's pray. Father, please open our hearts and help us to accept your word and your will for our lives. Help us to open our eyes and see the dangers that the devil presents before us to lead us away from you and into eternal condemnation. Please strengthen us, Father. Help us to stay in your word. Please forgive us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.